The Cryptonaut Podcast is brought to you by Cryptid Crate. Be sure to visit cryptidcrate.com and enter our promo code GRAMPUS, that's G-R-A-M-P-U-S, at checkout to get 10% off the entire life of your Cryptid Crate subscription. Cryptid Crate is a monthly subscription box filled with various cryptozoology and paranormal-themed items to wear, display, and collect. Each month, you can expect a carefully curated box filled with creeptastic pieces from indie makers and artisans pertaining to Bigfoot, Sasquatch, UFOs, ghosts, and other cryptid and mysterious creatures. So be sure to visit cryptidcrate.com. Use our promo code GRAMPUS, that's G-R-A-M-P-U-S, to get 10% off the entire life of your Cryptid Crate subscription. Also, too, be sure to hit up our Tee Public shop. The link will be in the description of this podcast. We recently launched two new t-shirt designs. We have the Ultra Terrestrials, and we also have the indescribable, yet totally describable, Octoman, as done by our very own Mr. Rob Morphy. So if you'd like to help support the podcast, head over to Tee Public shop, get yourself some t-shirts. We get a little kickback on the end of those sales, and it helps us pay the... Uh, you know, the podcast bills, whatever those may be. But, yeah, you know, there's some bills that we incur when we have to pay them. And uh, when you guys buy some T-shirts, it helps uh, lift that financial burden. So there you go. Do that. And without further ado, Christopher Q, that creepy music. Cryptonaut Podcast. I'm Mark Storrs, and with me as always is... Chris. And... Rob Morphy. Be sure to check us out on the social medias, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebooks. Indeed. We love talking with all you listeners. It's a good time. Uh, be sure to rate and review this podcast on the iTunes and the Apple Podcast apps. It helps us out greatly. And also, you know what? Any other spots that you guys get your podcasts at, if you can rate us there, whether it's Stitcher or iHeartRadio or Spotify or whatever... Give us a rating there, too. It helps out. Yeah, everything helps. Totally. Okay, so let's do some ratings and reviews before we get the show started properly. These are coming from the iTunes Apple Podcast apps, and we're going to start it off with five-star review. Love this pod from BurgerGuy90. <laughs> Burgers. Nice. Goes on to say, found this podcast from MAU. That's Monsters Among Us. Hey. What up? And love it. The banter between the hosts makes the podcast keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much, Burger Guy. Word. That is excellent. Tote. Don't send us burgers. Um, no, they'll rot. Burgers in the mail. No, you could freeze them. Can you send us coupons for burgers? That's oh, true. That'd you be could great. send coupons. Burgers Two for five whoppers. Oh, there you go. We all get the, get yeah, the flyers. Yeah, you got to add the cheese. Uh, let's see. Next one here. The podcast you have been looking for from Kev Rocks Wins. Five-star review. You'll feel like you're in the conversation of this podcast that examines lesser-known cryptic creatures. These guys deserve all the cookies and beer. Mm, they have, they Bless have your to heart. Because of their unique brand of comedic storytelling, it leaves you wanting more. Before binging their catalog, smash the subscribe button. You oh, won't Jesus. be upset. Smash that shit. Yeah. Oh. If, if you've not subscribed to this podcast and you're a regular listener, please subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast app you have, just subscribe. It eventually... 
helps us out with the analytics and whatnot. So, yeah, smash the subscribe button. Absolutely. Drop the there elbow. Thank you so much. DDT that shit. Okay, here we go. Next review. These guys get it. Five-star review from Logan2899. Mm. This is a phenomenal podcast that truly gets what makes the legends and stories of cryptids and other paranormal events great. They're well-researched and provide an excellent theories about what the creatures actually are from a skeptical point of view. But the best part of the, is the banter between the people who are definitely lifelong friends. Their friendship uh, reigns supreme. Absolutely. World ends right now. Buddies for life. Hands Thank you, Logan. across America. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much, Logan. Excellent. <laughs> Hands across America. Love Hands it. across this land I love. Across, there you go. United with Stan. <laughs> Chris is all fired Divided up. Divided with fall. Chris is all fired up. You know the words the hands across America? Toby Keith or something. Remember when they tried that? Like I, I do remember. Did, did it yeah. succeed? I, I mean, I think the line was broken. That's why we failed oh, as a country. Oh, my God. Moving no. on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that's terrible. All right, our last review here comes from Foxy Testarossa. Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah, That's a saucy little name. I like that. Phenomenal work, five-star review. I work 70-hour weeks, and this podcast oh. really makes it fly by. Bless your heart. I would gladly fight anyone who says it's anything <laughs> but a five-star show. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. Fucking Foxy Testarossa. Badass. Hard as nails. Yes. 70 hours of <laughs> fucking brutality. Dude, working. Dude, feel about that. <laughs> I, I, Fucking 70 hours of work and was like, yo, if you don't give this shit five stars, I'll fight you right now in this parking lot. That is one fucking of my favorite listen, things When we go on our tour, ever. you're going to be our fucking body. Oh, yeah. yeah no, Foxy Testarossa. You, you work in the door, Foxy, completely. Foxy yeah. there. Behind right. the scenes, having fun. Nice. Partying later with the group. Keeping us safe. Because there's crypto <laughs> groupies. There's totally crypto groupies in my mind. They're, yeah. They no, don't, they don't, don't really <laughs> exist, <laughs> but let's just I mean, let the fantasy roll. They might. They might. I mean, like, okay. Yeah. Crypto groupies, keep keep that rolling. Yeah, our, well, we already have a live tour fantasy, <laughs> Are gonna be like so why not go all the way? Are you going to have like a bunch of people oh dressed up as you? Fuck it. Could you imagine? Oh, that'd be cool. That'd yeah. be the least sexy thing that could nah, ever happen. Be the sexiest. Are you Stop. kidding me? Right. Just three people Ball dressed caps, up as the national treasure. Yeah, Stage glasses. Booking. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Fucking <laughs> no. t-shirts. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Phenomenal. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's the hottest shit ever. Nice. I would love to see cosplay. Yeah. Yeah, well, are all three of us then? All right, I can do it. Yeah, totally. All Fair right. enough. So Rob's got some reviews coming to you from our Facebook page. Facebook apparently changes the reviews to recommendations. I don't know what's going on with Facebook, so I don't know. Rob, take it away. All right. Well, it's Jeez, basically huh? the same thing, well, as far as I can tell. Whatever. You, <laughs> Mark's mad. Yeah, he is. You don't like change. I don't know. I don't like. No, I don't like Facebook. It's a problem. Well, yeah, no, I get Fair it. Fair enough. No. The first review comes to us from Milo Carey. Absolutely the best and most entertaining podcast I've listened to. Well, damn. She Thank up. you. All right. I agree. But As someone that's always been interested <laughs> in cryptids, but generally too lazy to research things myself, it's mm. fun to sit back and hear these guys talk about what they found and their personal thoughts and side notes to the stories told. Not only do they tell the research well, but with a great kind of humor that I've nearly cried laughing so hard at the things they've said numerous times. All right. There you go. Mm. Plus, all the cryptids we get to hear about from Ohio only seem to prove that there is definitely something going on in that liminal state. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's on our maps, but it's not of this realm. Oh, oh. nice. Yeah, no, Truer oh. words were never said. Ohio, Ohio is, is just a like hub. of madness. Yeah. Dude, it's a hub. It's a maelstrom. Yeah. Of hubs. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, but what does that even mean? It's a storm of hubs. It's a storm, a storm of, of centers hubs. of things. Yeah. yeah, totally. And the hubs are of what? 
cryptozoological and paranormal influence. Let's Could not be. try to. Yeah, let's just, uh, let's just <laughs> leave get this to stumble. Thank you, yeah. Milo. Thank you very much, Milo. Awesome. Next one comes to us awesome. from Scott Johnson. This is a five star review. Sweet. A podcast this good is about as rare as in-focus Bigfoot footage. So true. Oh. Jeez. A huge fan. This podcast will take you into the wild and bizarre world of cryptids. Three friends bring a uniquely hilarious and objective look into some of the lesser-known monsters, aliens, whole stumps, clouds, and possessed oh dolls. Whoa. Oh, that holes. is an awesome that call. Is... Holes. Yeah, I'm going to do We'll look <laughs> into holes. I'm pretty... You got a hole like in your backyard? We're there. One hole. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change that. Uh, well, my... that, we had two holes, technically. <laughs> I'm going to actually change the description yeah. of our podcast to that. That Don't might be a better description. Searching for holes? <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. That's funny. <laughs> if you are a fan of all things weird, do yourself a favor and Ugh. give the podcast a listen. Strap in and strap on. You are about to enter dot, 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 bull point. Ah! <laughs> oh, Jesus. Awesome, ah, Scott. Ah, nice, thank great you. Great callback. That's a great, that's a great, uh, that's, that's a great review. That's funny. And now we've got one more that I've just got to scroll down to in good time. This is from Dan Norton. All right, what up, Dan? Very funny and very interesting stuff. Happy to add it to my weekly lineup. Keep making gold. Gold. Just like Pony Boy. We're going to stay gold as fuck. Or we're, some, we're some alchemists. Not sure how to give it five Ooh. stars, but I would give it ten if I could. Ooh, oh, shit. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. Hot diggity damn. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. All right. So this week we were talking about, and this is pretty fun, Moss Man. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Not from He-Man. No, though that was a great figure that was really fun to touch. But don't put him in the slime pit. Yeah, no, you're fucked. Because yeah. you will never get screwed. the slime out of Moss Man. No, I ruined mine. It's fun. I haven't thought of that character in years. All right. This bizarre foliage-smothered synthesis of plant and animal cast an ominous shadow over a stretch of East Florida Beach throughout its decade-long reign of terror. And to this day, debates rage as to whether or not this leafy fiend's origins is biological or the result of an ancient curse. Ancient curses. Aren't they just the best? Always go for the ancient curses. You know oh, yeah, Modern the bomb. curses? Eh, come see, come saw. Ancient curses? God damn it, they knew how to manufacture. That was handcrafted cursing back That's then. That's right. None of that fucking computerized, book-learned cursing. Yeah. That was passed on from master to apprentice cursing. The kids these days don't know. They don't know. They no. don't know how to throw a curse around. Robert, tell us about the Moss Man from Florida. Let me tell you a little bit about where he lives first. Wedged between the salt-churned waters of the Atlantic and the biologically diverse wonderland that is the Florida Everglades lays the prosperous coastal city of Boca Raton, and within that area can be found the pristine beaches of Red Reef Park. Littered with townhouses, condos, golf courses, and the vaguely corrupt stench of affluence, political statement, wow. Red Reef Park is the last place on earth one might imagine would give birth to a slimy, muck-ridden, plant-like monstrosity, but in the late 1970s, that's precisely what happened. Mm. The first known sighting of Florida's infamous Moss Man, as it came to be known, hails from 1978 when a young, unidentified couple was enjoying a romantic stroll on South Beach not far from Red Reef Park. As they leisurely made their way down the beach, the man spied a thin, humanoid figure huddled amongst the sea grape undergrowth. That's just a dense hunk of foliage see, yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Just above the dunes at the end of Palmetto Road. The pair, justifiably preoccupied by the ocean's beauty and their own burgeoning desires, paid little mind to what they initially believed was just a homeless man in a tattered raincoat. That was until this quote-unquote man stood up. Mm. 
The would-be Lothario later reported that as the skinny, ragged figure rose up, it glared down at the couple with what the young man described as eerily bright, amber-colored eyes, which he instantly realized did not belong to a human being. So I thought it was a homeless guy, and he is sorely yeah, no, mistaken. He thought it was just like a skinny... Poor old homeless guy sleeping on the beach because it's free and hopefully, well, cold at night, but warm during the day. And a shitty old raincoat. No, it's the fucking swamp thing. Nice. It's a horror show. Nice. As if that weren't disturbing enough, the startled man also claimed that what he had mistaken for a frayed coat was actually a grassy or leaf-like substance that appeared to emerge directly from the bipedal dark green entity's epidermis. The man quickly realized that he was staring at a towering monstrosity that seemed to have leapt straight out of the pages of a comic book into the real world. Needless to say, the startled lovers swiftly backed away and began running to the South Beach Pavilion, stealing glances over their shoulder the entire way and praying that they would not suddenly spy the verdant fiend pursuing them over the soft, speed-impeding sand. The terrified couple soon ran into a group of vacationers near the pavilion and wasted no time in relaying the tale of their traumatic sighting of the skeletal swamp thing. In no time, a small crowd had gathered to hear the couple's bizarre story, and within minutes, a makeshift posse had formed, and six courageous, perhaps idiotic would be a better designation, souls decided to go back and see if the leafy monster still occupied its perch. So we got a Florida Beach monster posse. You do. Yeah. Instantly made out of, like, vacationers that are yeah. partying, like, drinking margaritas on the beach. Like, oh, you saw? Oh, we're going to go. You saw a leafy we're ass, gonna go get this son of a bitch? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do this. Get the boys. Because get the guns. There's no more efficient way for a human being to, to really hunt down something than on the soft, slippery slopes yeah, of geez, the beach. I know, right? I don't even like to walk 10 feet on a beach. I feel like I need an oxygen tank, fucking a paramedic. It is just yeah. a bitch walking in fucking sand. Yeah, well, there's no traction. It's no just, traction just, at all. Yeah, you're just so dead. I feel really bad for the couple running away, just sure this thing was going to take them down. Yep. But why would you go back out? I guess you're drunk and ballsy, and again, it's Florida, dude. Trying to impress the ladies. Fuck yeah, a bunch of yeah. There's a lot of parallels here. Out. Yeah, you see something, you think it's something. Exactly. The yeah. only thing it's meant you didn't huck rocks. That's the only thing missing. That's right. Throw Who, some rocks. Say it won't impress happen. the ladies or clams. I guess. Oh, yeah, you, beach, could right? yeah you could throw clams. Oh, yeah. they could be like little fucking ninja stars. Totally. <laughs> yeah, they can be sharp. The edges of the, the clam. Yeah, you can sharpen a clam, y'all. Totally. Seems like. Or you could just get a gun. You could probably just buy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, really. Just get real. a baseball bat, a gun, a pitchfork, a pair of uh, golf, some, some golf clubs. No, you need to use what nature gave you. Yeah, golf Sharp clubs. clams. Oh, my God. Amish monster hunting with Chris Carnicell. <laughs> then you might get a pearl. <laughs> nice. Oh, and you choke on it. And then you can buy a bunch of blunder buses. Yeah. The, the yeah, pearl there you go. that you retire yeah. with. Right. The single pearl you can that steam, makes your life. You can steam the clams, have, have a pre-cookout. That is delicious. A pre-cookout nah. for your monster hunt. Hone your deadly weapons you while go. you're eating. Yeah. Make yourself a suit of clam armor while you're at it. Do it. Clam guns, clam armor. Clam helmets. Clam mail. Oh, clam boots. Oh. Clam boots. Clam boots? Yeah, clam boots. Boots of a clam. <laughs> <laughs> boots Continue, of a clam. Continue, Robert. These. Man, that was dumb. <laughs> it, was so it really dumb. was. It was oh. super dumb. Oh. These intrepid <laughs> amateur sleuths scanned the dunes, which inclined sharply towards the dense scrub and Australian pines that formed a natural barrier separating the beach from the roadways, which wove their way through the palatial townhouses of Red Reef Park. Eventually, the undergrowth became impenetrable, and the posse was forced to retreat, but not before they stumbled upon copious clumps of damp Spanish moss littering the area where the creature had been seen. Within days, word of the mysterious Mossman had spread throughout the region, and a local legend was born. 
During the next two years, the creature would sporadically rear its creepy moss-covered cranium to the, dis- to the dismay of sundown beach walkers, but it wouldn't be until the dawn of a new decade that the beast would return with a vengeance. Mm. We're talking about a great decade. Mm. Decade we're all pretty damn partial to. A little decade called the 1980s. Uh, mm. With youth and innocence. Yeah, mm. there you go. And MTV and big hair and yeah. well, shopping malls not and for video me, arcades. Huh? I mean, being the younger oh, the one, I didn't best. get to experience all the cool stuff. Oh, no, shucks. it sucks. Chris, Chris and I were pretty young in the initial part of the 80s, but we definitely came of age. I was doing some shit in 89 when I was nine, though. Oh, I bet you were. Started smoking cigarettes when I was 12. God bless you. Dirt ball. Dirt ball mark. <laughs> Jeez. Scumbagging it. Well, gosh darn it. That's a part of your past. In 1980... The all but dormant bog beast began appearing with alarming frequency. Eleven isolated sightings were reported at Red Reef Park as well as other locations, including West Palm Beach and Hillsboro Beach. Oh, wow. So it's a, it's a beach party for this fucking thing. Most of the eyewitnesses depicted a man-like being, but others described a more ephemeral entity akin to a wraith, quote-unquote. And in one instance, it was described as a water spirit. But that's because it's so wayfish, right? It's like well, so skinny and tall, I mean, and it's kind of like it, it, the the illustration I've seen. Think of it this way: like um, like an old school <laughs> Halloween mask where people used to like sort of tie around the neck, so it was like a round head yeah. and then a flowing ghost like body. Right. Imagine that, but instead of it being a white sheet, it is seaweed and vines and leaves. And all you see are eyes. Okay. That's essentially the description of the Moss Man that's been right, passed So it's down. not some big hulking creature. It's, it's pretty big. Kind of, well, but tall, but that's not like bulky and has yeah, mass it's not to like it. it's s- necessarily super buff. In fact, yeah. I don't even know if I've ever seen a description specifically stating it has arms. It just oh. seems to be a tall, ostensibly bipedal, right. and it's got just seaweed, fucking lichen, moss, just swamp. Detritus dangling off it. Okay. All right. Or actually a part of it. Right. So uh, a wraith, I I don't know. It's funny that somebody would actually say that word. Yeah. Like I say ironically because nobody would use that word. It was a wraith. For a ghost. I tell you, a wraith. Rarely, rarely specter. But I love that word. Yeah. But wraith wraith is the rarest. I know. Because it's a vengeful fucking spirit. It's a great name. And it's even a halfway decent Charlie Sheen film. I I mean, it's weird enough to be good. Oh, I forgot about wraith. It's not great. But it's quirky. Yeah. But, but then again, you know what? It's sweet. And the car. greatest swimming hole ever. And sweet ghost cars and revenge. Yeah, they just blew up, ran into you and blew you up. <laughs> and Clint Howard. <laughs> and Clint Howard. Jesus, what do you want, people? All right, yeah. yeah Skank yeah. and gutter boy. Cinematic masterpiece. There you I go. I can't say that, but I was young enough to see it. Too. I probably saw it, honestly, at a double feature of the drive in with like Band of the Hand. Like it was probably just an 80s crapster piece fucking yeah. night. But either way, I love them both. But the Wraith, especially because it's paranormal, it's weird. Just fucking watch it. It has nothing to do with the fucking moss, man. All right, we got a water, yeah. Robert. We got a water spirit on our hands. We do. We do. Bring Absolutely. It back. All right, let me let me bring it home. After the 1980 flap, things seemed to settle back down for a while. This hiatus was broken by a short-lived wave of sightings in 1982, but it wouldn't be until the summer of 1988 when this vine-wrapped villain would have its final and closest encounter ever reported. Oh no. The ultimate event occurred within the 67-acre Gumbo Limbo Park. Let's savor that Gumbo for a minute. Limbo Gumbo Limbo Park. You want to go to Gumbo Limbo Park? I mean, it's, it's like... Do I they want, offer I you Gumbo, but they like but take it back? To, or do you have to limbo first? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Gumbo yeah, yeah. Limbo. If you, if you don't make the bent, you don't get to eat the goods. That's right. Okay. So Gumbo Limbo Park. What happened in Gumbo Limbo Park? Let me tell you a little bit about the park first. 
The park serves as a marine preserve that also includes a 20-acre environmental education nature center. It would be in this out-of-the-way sanctuary that an elderly couple would have a run-in with the notorious being. Near dusk, the long-married duo made their way from the isolated heart of the park toward the gravel path that led to the exit. That was when they first noticed a sudden movement in the shrubbery next to them. The woman, at this point more curious than concerned, leaned forward in order to get a better look at the murky green form huddled in the obscuring bushes. At first, the pair assumed that it must be one of the great birds that call the park home, but just as they were about to move away from the partially concealed life form, they got the shock of their long lives. <gasps> what was it, Robert? You're about to find out. Without warning. Sans warning. Just so you know. No, there's no warning there's at no, all. No, I no, know you no see, written yeah. letter that said nothing. Beware, something's about to no happen. No telegraph. No text message. No, no pager. No klaxon. No pager. To alert this. No. no Without nothing. warning. Morse code. A shadowy, leaf-shrouded figure turned, and the woman found herself face-to-face with a creature that was unlike any she had ever seen. Their faces were uncomfortably close as the mossy monster locked onto her wide eyes with its own eerily luminescent amber orbs. So she's legit face-to-face with this thing? Just breathing moss man breath? And you know, it's got to be that kind of rancid swamp. You have to imagine. We've all walked through bogs. We've talked about it before when we were shooting the 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 American Monster. The smell of of decaying vegetation. Methane and just nasty shit. Rotten eggs and death. And you have to assume. Farts and old leaves. Exactly. Yeah. This thing reeked of it. This thing probably smelled so bad that skunk capes are going like, seriously, take a fucking shower, man. Go do, <laughs> die. Die in the ocean. Leave but me alone. But he's face to face with this woman. He is. Eye to amber eye. Okay. Okay. It was then that they realized that this was not some kind of avian anomaly, but a plant-like humanoid. The terrified seniors moved as rapidly as their legs would carry them to the park ranger station near the exit. Breathlessly, they told the ranger of the tendril-covered bayou beast that they had just seen. The rangers did their best to calm the panicked couple and then went out to investigate. Unfortunately, by the time they arrived at the scene, the only signs of the creature were moist clumps of vegetation. It had disappeared again, and this time it seems for good. Or was it? I think I think we all know the answer to that. It was not. Was it? <laughs> was it is the answer. In all fairness, this is the last official sighting. Okay. All right. After the final formal report of the Moss Man, rumors swirled throughout the 90s regarding other eyewitness encounters, but none of them were quote-unquote officially recorded, so it is difficult to separate the proverbial wheat from the chaff on this one. Mm. Uh, so it didn't die in terms of sightings. Like, it didn't completely die out in the late 80s, 88, but... It became more sporadic and nothing recently as far as I know. Here's where things kind of take a little bit of a twist. Greg Jenkins, while on summer break from military school, became one of the first field investigators to seriously examine the Mossman flap of the early 80s. So now we're going back in time a little. Okay. He's, uh, he would eventually write the book Chronicles of the Strange and Uncanny in Florida. And when he was younger, on summer break, he's like, fuck this. Instead of squandering his days on surf and sun, he and a buddy decided to track down all the evidence they could. Nice. Okay. Solid. Now, they didn't find any uh, physical evidence. They managed to dig up a little-known legend regarding a supernatural being that had reputedly haunted the region for centuries. So what we have at first is a spate of seemingly cryptozoological encounters uh, starting in the late 70s. Yeah. And, that, and now they're starting to come to light older legends. We're going to get into this. It's pretty interesting. According to Jenkins, while he and his friend were making inquiries about this bizarre beast, they came across a veteran Red Reef Park ranger who had not only been intrigued by the recent reports of the Moss Man, but also had a theory regarding its unnatural origins. 
The ranger was an amateur historian who regaled the curious youths with tales of Spanish invaders, a native princess, a heinous crime, and a distinctly supernatural vengeance for the perpetrators of said crime. Is this where the curse comes in? This is now we're gonna head into ancient oh, curse God. territory. Is this is like pumpkin head again. Yeah, this could this, be this moss head. This is <laughs> this is pumpkin head moss head territory. Absolutely. So this is a quote from Jenkins. When my friend and I asked some of the locals about the moss-covered monster, we were entertained by a plethora of stories that only fueled our interest. One of the most interesting stories came from a park ranger who had a keen interest in such things and who had worked at Red Reef Park for several years. He knew of a tale, and he told us of that legend that was much older than people thought. It was, in fact, a creature which resembles a man but is covered in seaweed or other ocean-like grasses that was born from a Native American curse which originated during the 1500s. So that's, that's taking us back. That's early. That's Ooh. first settlers in America. Yeah, old. totally. Yeah. The ranger went on to explain that after the Spanish conquistadors invaded the region, one of the men took it upon himself to not only kidnap a Native American princess, but rape and decapitate her. Class act, dick. Real smooth. It's fucked up. Following this brutal atrocity, the vile soldier, for reasons known only to him, decided to tie the head of a princess of the princess to the to a tree. So he rapes, beheads, and why not tie her head to a fucking tree? Because I'm a supreme psychopathic jerk. Yeah, I mean, well, was, why not? Apparently, it was Game of Thrones era. I was going to yeah. say this uh, sounds like Game of Thrones. Yeah, totally. Legend had it that the hair of the butchered princess took root in the tree and that eventually her spirit infected, quote unquote, all of the life forms, all of the plant life in the area. Excuse me. The plants under the spiritual influence of the deceased girl managed to drive the Spanish from her ancestral land. So that's a crazy legend. Yeah, that's like some swamp thing type shit. right? Yeah. There. Really? And, and your it soul, is. it really, yeah. you almost have to wonder, did Len Wein and, you know. I don't remember who else created them. Did they did they have like some knowledge of this? Because the idea of a spirit going into the swamp and plant life and then right. using it to well, in the case of swamp thing, defend the swamp, but in this case, yeah. fuck the Spanish. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Legend also stated that a powerful medicine man carried on the princess's vegetative vengeance by creating a golem like creature out of lichen, moss, and other plant matter in order to wreak havoc on the descendants of the Spanish soldiers who had been foolhardy enough to remain in the region. Is this a possible homunculus? You know, I love saying that word because I can't say it. A dirt swamp homunculus. Homunculus. Or a golem, either way. A super golem. Same thing. Right? Well, I mean, the golem is, you know, a man made of mud with, like, you know, scrolls put in his mouth from Jewish legend that's supposed to protect the people. Right. You know, the Jewish people and, and, and destroy their enemies. Um... Homunculus is just an artificial human, I think, that's okay. brought to life through alchemy and stuff. I'm not an expert, so if I'm talking on my ass a little, I yeah, think they're I'm very not. similar, but I don't think they're syn- well, synonymous e. But I don't think they're I don't want to. I just want to offend a golem if, if they're listening. Yeah, like, if like you, I'm not a goddamn homunculus, you son of a bitch. That would be like, cool. sorry. If you see a golem in a bar, don't assume it's a homunculus. <laughs> and don't ask if its wife is pregnant. And just, don't t- ask them yeah. homunculus. Like, are you are you like a golem? Are you, are you friends with the golem? Be like, how dare you? We're brittle enemies. Don't put a scroll in its mouth saying, "Buy me a beer." Yeah, either, no, because that's just do gonna that. backfire. No, that's mean. That's mean. All right, just leave the golem cool. alone. No, it could be. Just making sure we got all legends. I mean, it, lore I mean, it could be some sort of weird elemental too. I guess really. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, the classic protectors of the environment. Totally. Mineral creatures, plant creatures, you know, yeah, animal dude. spirits. I mean, native lore throughout the planet dude, has creatures swamp like things, this. Swamp things, dude. Swamp things for days. And, yeah. you know, let's not forget the bastard cousin, 
Man things. Man things. <gasps> Unnecessary trunks, but pretty awesome. Man thing. Lots of a thing, thing of, of a man. man. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yes. You're so proud of yourself. I am. <laughs> I'm so worse. I'm so proud. Thing of a man. Oh, man thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love your songs. <laughs> While this legend <laughs> might explain the existence of an evolutionary anomaly such as the Moss Man, it could also be like so many myths that they were created as an explanation concocted by perplexed locals to explain away a natural phenomenon. This is a natural phenomenon? Which is to say that maybe this is a piece of magic that is either a, a, a vengeful princess's spirit infecting plants or the super plant golem made by the medicine man, or maybe the natives saw this thing like they see Sasquatch in the Pacific Northwest or other creatures right. you know, that people are want to see. And then they incorporate that into their legend. Oh, gotcha. Which is, I'm saying that right. if they saw something like this, maybe they would build a legend around it, just the way, you know, an eclipse was a wolf eating a moon for the Norse or something. You know, it's not necessarily what's happening, but you're you have to describe what you're seeing and give it rationale. Right. So you turn right. a, a genuine astronomical phenomenon into part of your religious tradition. Yeah. No, totally. And so what I'm saying is maybe this happened. Or maybe the natives saw this thing, and it's a natural part of their fauna or flora or a combination thereof, and and they just incorporated it into their mythology, but that's not necessarily its genuine origin. Okay, cool. Just a general overview. It goes without saying that in all the zoological or botanical records of our world, there are exceedingly few biological precedents for the existence of animals with plant-like properties or vice versa. We all know that. Yeah. We all know about carnivorous plants like the Venus flytrap or the cobra lily, but on the other side of the coin, we have single-celled animals like the Mesodinium chameleon and the Mesodinium rubrum, which have characteristics of both plants and animals, but of course they're single-celled. There's even yeah. the vastly more advanced chlorophyll-producing Elysia chloroticator. said that wrong. Elysia chloroticator, or green sea slug, but then... There's nothing that has these traits that comes even close to the complexity of a human being, at least that we know of. So while there's vague yeah. examples of uh, micro creatures or sea slugs that, you know, can cross the lines a little, we really don't have larger creatures that take nutrients from the sun. And we don't have right. a lot of plants that are devouring human beings. You know, there's a Madagascar man-eating tree of legend and things like that, but right. not really in the no, official th record. No, they're very separate things in nature, like very separate things. Absolutely. I I'm going to add this last part just because I fucking love it. Jenkins went on to suggest that the Mossman sightings may have been indirectly related to the glowing-eyed, seaweed-slathered spirits of retribution depicted in the motion picture The Fog by John Carpenter. Oh, jeez. Uh, it's worth mentioning, though, that the first contemporary sightings of the Beast or Beast occurred a full two years before the release of The Fog. I love The Fog. I love John Carpenter. I love Captain Blake and his fucking So he's, he's awesome trying to see people are... That people might have seen The, the Fog and been right. like, oh, was this tall, seaweed-strewn... Okay. It had glowing eyes, but I think that's a, a tenuous association. I just had to mention it mostly because I wanted to give a shout-out to The Fog because I fucking love that movie. Well, sure. Totally, yeah. And I love John Carpenter. So, boom. There we have, essentially, The Moss Man. Now, we can say this for a fact. If it's real, and if it's essentially what people say it is, which is a self-locomoting plant 
person, it's got a lot of places it can hide in Florida. The fucking Everglades are vast. And if you're going to look like a pile of fucking shitty leaves, you sit down, you're going to walk past a boss man all the live long day. Yeah, it's a great camouflage. That's for sure. Mm. I'm not saying that says, well, case closed. There's a fucking boss man. He's got plenty of place to hide. But it's worth noting that. Right. It could go years um, without being seen very easily. So we could start with the hoax angle. Yes, we can. Right. Because this little thing we all know is a ghillie suit. Yeah. Yeah. We could, uh, you could easily put a ghillie suit on and totally uh, prank people, I guess. Or, you know, whatever. Even when they th- said they thought I was a homeless guy in like a raincoat or something, like it wouldn't be far-fetched to think that a homeless guy very well could be down there on the beach. Uh, you know, covering himself in muck or whatever just to scare people. Or why, just why not? drunk, maybe a junkie, very cold. Yeah, grabs just hammered. The, grabs the sea grape leaves and just yeah. rips it over him like a blanket. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go scare tourists. Yeah. Well, so that might explain like not, a first one, but then like that, other. Yeah, that might explain the first one. Because <laughs> it's at a distance. Yeah. It seems like it's sunsetty. I don't uh, know. But amber eyes, though. You know what that sounds like? The orange eyes from... Uh, that's the right. hobo with their oh, black oh, reflectors on the sticks. Orange eyes. Orange eyes. Is it another hobo account? Are we fucking dealing with a hobo crypto hoax epidemic? <laughs> we could be. You never know. Goddamn hobos. This. I mean, the description is kind of weird because they say how like how like wispy thin that it is, um, and obviously being covered in, uh, you know, the the fo- foliage. 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 Um, so. Oddly I enough, see not that. a lot of mention of being covered in moss. No, it's strange no, no. that it got it the appellation like of like moss a, man. It like should have been leafy vine man or yeah, seaweed man. It sounds like it has like a shawl made of leaves on it. It's really what it well, sounds yeah. like. Well, just all kinds of yeah. matter, plant, right? Yeah, ish stuff. So, but I don't think hoaxing or pranking or faking this would really be that hard. I think you could probably do it. You probably could, especially the distant sightings. And yeah. who knows? Maybe there was like one or two legitimate sightings in 1980, and that. Local kids started saying, mm-hmm. fuck all, and that's how it turns into 11 sightings. Right. Yeah. It's a possibility. But we still have to entertain the notion, especially the final official account with the uh, elderly couple in the oh, yeah, you know, Gumbo Limbo yeah. Park. Right. I mean, it's right there. Face to face. It's not like going, Ugh, and trying to scare them. It's it not just, like it's what, it's just standing what there? a hoaxer would do typically. If right. you're just hiding in this like hidden remote part of this park mm-hmm. and a couple just happens to walk by and it's near closing time or whatever and you're just waiting and waiting and waiting and finally like oh they're finally here you've got cramps for days you're dying on the inside yeah. you haven't moved then finally you stand up and look you have fucking wasted so much time and gone through so much pain for almost nothing yeah well, yeah well unless you're stalking these right people there, yeah. and you you know where they're going and you yeah, time, you're playing the whole it's fucking Aunt, thing out Aunt hilda and you're really looking for her fucking will to be read really soon yeah seriously yeah but then you have to drop both of them yeah you know so you know Not it's just why. it's a bad it's a bad you know, plan if we that's your scoop that plan the, to get uh, your inheritance that's a bad the plan the possibility yeah. is always there yes always is the possibility to there's absolutely open. a possibility and, and i would even go so far as to say i think probably Maybe a full half of these sightings are hoaxes that might have been perpetrated following the phenomenon. Right. But I do think that there might be something okay. to some of the sightings. So it could, okay, so possibly we could be dealing with something that's like indigenous to the area. Yes. Or this could be an ancient Indian curse. That's what local <laughs> okay. legends say. There you go. <laughs> or the hat. Or that, yeah. Or, or that. something from the ocean. I mean, it's it easy be. to look into the Everglades because this theme, this thing seems swampy as the Dickens, but. Really, if it's coming from the other direction, it's covered in kelp and seaweed and whatever the hell else, some aquatic plants, it's seen on the beach almost always. Right. So 
it could be coming from the exact other direction and then go back in. Yeah. And then it would never be seen. And then it could have eight-year hiatuses. Could. So yeah, the, could. the fascinating thing is it could really be coming from either direction. Because there's no real thing to indicate that it's, I mean, possibly it's amphibious, but who knows if it's even an air breather. If it's more of a plant, then it gets its, you know, energy from either the sun or nutrients in the water right. or, and, and, and can maybe exchange oxygen in ways that, you know, mammals cannot. Most right. animals can't. So right. we can't really limit anything if this is just a really advanced plant. There's a lot of sightings of it too, which is really Ooh. interesting. A grand, like like you mentioned, some could be hoaxes, but there's a lot of people that see this thing. There's another thing, and it's probably something that deserves its own podcast. But I, I feel like we should we should mention it, and that is, um, not f- too far away geographically in the Louisiana Bayou, there is a creature known as the Pierre Malfay, which is. Uh, it was kind of made famous back in the 70s in a Kolchak, the Night Stalker episode. You guys remember that show? With I the remember Darren the show, McGavin. totally. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It was an episode called The Spanish Moss Murders. And um, and it's basically a, a, a Richard Keel, the guy who played Jaws in the James Bond film, was just slathered in seaweed and walking around and murdering people and sort of is an avatar for this dude in a coma or something. It's it, The plot doesn't <laughs> matter. But but the legend, the legend of this creature goes back centuries within the, within the bayou and it's literally known as the father of leaves yeah it's a fascinating thing that that okay. a creature very similar to the moss man it has been a part of local lore in louisiana for a very long time completely independent of this these sightings at you know boca raton in that right. area so that I'm not saying that that well there it is you know it's the species is spreading or it's migrating or there's something to it but at least there is some sort of uh a backlog of similar creatures seen in the southeast of the United States. Yeah, but I feel like that's just a regional. Look, any place that oh, has any place that has mountains has lumbering kind of mountain things. Like either it's a Bigfoot right. here or Yeti <clears throat> here yeah. or this here. You know what I mean? So when you get to so I feel like if you're swampy, yeah, bayou, you're, you're gonna you, get swampy you're gonna get, bio creatures. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna get mossy, right? Mick, you know what I mean? There's got to be some desert. Ones that are just like I'm sure. Yeah. Well, Thunderbirds. Well, there's Mongolian deathworms and stuff, which are like beige, dry, electrical, yeah, shocking, homicidal worms that allegedly live in the sands of Mongolia. You're right, but on the other hand, it could be just a matter of fact thing that animals tend to no, I know, be I'm suited not, I, to the yeah, environment. Th- that's they not live a debunk. In. I'm just saying. No, no, that's, I didn't think you were. Uh, t- that's just how that that but, is. But, but legends but do crop whatever, up. If you yeah. if you live in a swamp. There are legends of swamp monsters. Yeah, right. right. If you live in the dense forests or wherever, there are legends of wild men. Right. That happens. Part of it is probably the human desire to, uh, you know, take in the unknown and try to interpret it if they they see something quick and they don't know what it is, but it seems to be walking on two feet and they've heard legends of Bigfoot, then it's Bigfoot. Maybe they really did see a Bigfoot. Maybe they caught a glimpse of a bear, but it was so fleeting that their mind superimposed something. Sure. You just don't know. But, But it seems like the beach is weird. Like, if people are going through the bayous, uh, or, like, with the Pierre Maffei, then that's one thing. But these people are on beaches. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's just, we've all seen clumps of nasty, like, even the beginning of Jaws or whenever we've been to Florida or California, just this clump of decaying vegetation that's sitting there. Right. The thought of that standing up and looking at you, it's just horrifying. Just, yeah, right. Oh, It's my absolutely yeah. fucking yeah, disturbing. Yeah, no, no nowhere to go with And that so, if, if it's on a beach constantly, you almost... I like say, I have to wonder if it well, may be oceanic, but then what's it doing? It, it hasn't attacked anybody or, more ominously, 
anybody that has been attacked by it did not get to tell their tale. Oh. Yeah. And you always have to say that. You know, it's, it's easy to say, hey, clearly it has no malevolent intentions because right. it didn't kill any of the people that came back and told us they saw it. Right. That's because they got to come back and tell you they, they fucking saw it. They didn't get dragged to the murky depths. Which is not to say it's not a benevolent creature, but others might have been drowned and eaten and fucking yeah. used, used to, you know... Fill out their nests so that they can lay their fucking horrible plant eggs. A in chair their skull. made of human yeah. bones. And who wouldn't want one? Yeah. Ed Gein, Mossman. <laughs> the list goes on. Yeah. I don't know who else, but yeah, those no. two. That's yes, a good certainly. Point. Yeah. Problem so, solved. So yeah, this is a fucking weird thing. I mean, it is so Marvel Comics and DC Comic. More DC actually, with Swamp Thing. It definitely has a Swamp Thing vibe to it. Um, and, and it's just really. I'm just more intrigued than anything else by the prospect of. Plants becoming sufficiently advanced to be somewhat humanoid. Even if they don't speak, yeah, they good, have man. eyes. As you, you mentioned know. just the other day, Mark, human beings don't have eye shine unless they're suffering from something horrible like cancer or a few other oh, conditions. Right, right, right. But human beings don't give off eye, sh- eye shine. So unless this is a really... Ad- and a ghillie suit from close up looks like a fucking ghillie suit. It does not look like a swamp monster. From a distance, maybe, crossing the road yeah. at night, yeah. but not during you know a, a tighter encounter. So... If this is a really advanced suit with super painful late seventies, early eighties contact lenses, yeah, it's hard to just describe away as an outright hoax to me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, okay. Obviously, the possibility of, of a hoax is always there, but we have always. some much cooler explanations. Let's go with the ancient curse. That to me is so. I mean, first off, well, leaving aside the horrific nature of rape and dismemberment. Yeah, it's terrible. It is a classic, terrifying cinematic mm-hmm. legend. It, the curse called she was dumb, Pumpkinhead. Um, like that movie should have been in the seventies. That would have been a great drive-in movie where right. the girl gets done wrong, gets butchered, her hair grows into a tree. Suddenly, you've got this horrible swamp monster, like that walking tree in that nineteen fifties movie from Hell. It came. Do you remember that stupid lumbering, green-faced <laughs> tree monster? It's a fucking horror show, though I enjoy the film. But something like that in the 70s when it would have been like oh, a yeah. bloody mess of mayhem. Yeah, totally, totally. That could have been amazing. Yeah. Damn it. I know. God damn it, William Greffe. Why didn't you make this movie? No. I, yeah, it's probably... I don't think it's a curse. I mean, I think I, the problem with the ancient curse is that you're just going by word of mouth. There's obviously no documentation of today. I didn't read we were any the curse on the Spanish and then you know. nor, nor did they even give the name of the ranger that said it yeah so, yeah, so it's kind of like he could have been just pissing in the wind or yeah. I mean someone could easily probably dig it up if they have access to Florida libraries or just right. I mean online even I couldn't find anything but I admit I didn't dig too deep I was right. more interested in the Mossman account itself yeah but I had to add it because it seems like an important side nugget that and, and, and who knows I mean the, the interesting thing too is the medicine man this is like a whole separate thing he's making a fucking plant golem to avenge you know the indigenous peoples uh, on the spanish that you know m- raped and murdered and conquered their land so that's like a whole separate thing it's so, like yeah, so you have these two separate themes the girl is like traversing the nature to create this whatever to, to attack people but then you've got this dude making the golem yeah which so, is so much more specific two different, you have two different ones that's two yeah. different things okay. alright yeah huh. I mean one is uh, the happening or whatever the fuck that horrible Marky Mark thing was yeah where the plants themselves no, are avenging and you're fucked and the other one is literally swamp thing slash moss man slash man thing right I'm going to make you a humanoid plant monster to wreak vengeance yeah yeah so that's more in time. But, uh, you know, we're all, we ha- have to yeah. be dubious about this kind of thing. Part yeah, of me, like I, I said earlier. Cinematically, man, it sounds awesome. I want to see that movie. Cinematically, it's balls. But, but in reality, 
a lot of ancient cultures saw what they saw and incorporated it into their mythology well, yeah, in a way the they wrap their heads around. Right. It doesn't mean they were yeah, stupid. It doesn't mean that they you know, were willfully ignorant. It just means they had what knowledge they had at the time, and you have to incorporate the things you see into a, a sort of methodology you can live with. Yeah. Right. So I have more of a feeling that they saw a moss man and tried to figure out how it fit into their history rather than it actually being an extension of a fucking sure, curse. Sure, but if it's natural... In based in reality, then what could it be? I don't think it's. I don't think it's more plant. I believe it more has to be more and more animal. It just has some plant. Well, eyes. Aspects plants don't have eyes. Plant, plant, plants and animals are just. There's no, nothing that makes them compatible. Right. Like just nothing. You know, what I mean, like besides the very few examples I gave, which are scant and usually single celled. That's what I mean. Like yeah. it doesn't. Happen. As far as Darwin is. If, Concern. There's just no. The sea slug that uses chlorophyll might be more akin, according to what Chris is saying, because that's an animal that employs some plant-like elements in its feeding process. Yeah, right, but it's not a complex. But it, but uh, no, it's a slug. It's more complex than a couple of cells. Sure, but it's. But I'm just saying it's more in line with the idea of an animal with plant traits rather than a plant with animalistic yeah, traits. Yeah, right. Because that just right. seems not. It seems hard to wrap your head around because you never see the walking tree. You know, the fucking Wisconsin walking tree that, you know, it was in my yard. I bought it. It was great. No, now it's at the Davis house. I thought I saw somebody, fucking somebody posted something about there's been sightings of people seeing fucking tree beards randomly. Oh, on our Facebook page. Yeah. yeah. Someone did post it up. So Shit. I, I, I look, there's a walking tree that's well, walking what? around. Help me out with this. Random tree beards. Yeah. Like walking trees. Yeah. They're called tree beards? No. Because no. from Lord of the Rings. No, from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. All right. Yeah. No. So people are seeing walking trees? Yeah. It's, it's well, posted on our Facebook see, page. I love that. We, Thank you to... for doing that because here I am mocking the idea of walking trees and we have accounts right under my nose on our fucking site and I just, <laughs> yeah, I can only read so much, people. I do my best. So, walking trees. So do you think that this is something that is um, obviously being indigenous to the area, but like is so it must be using the beach as like a hunting ground possibly, even though there's no reports of it attacking anybody. Right. Or that's just kind of where it hangs out is in the mossy, weird area of the beach. See, Slash bayous. Well, I mean, what's a bayou considered, though? Well, it's what swampy. It's a boggy, wet. Is it like brackish water or something? Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. All right. But But... The Everglades are dead up super swamp. Right. And and so here's the thing that it intrigues I mean, It could me. be traveling from the Everglades to this area. If if this thing uses chlorophyll to feed, right. then what better place than a beach to get maximum sun impact? Yeah, like no, totally. Maybe if you're in the, in the dense forested regions of uh, the Everglades, maybe it hits you, but you don't get as much as you would like. Right. So maybe an occasional, intrepid, curious, or especially hungry you know, member of the Mossman species because mm-hmm. I have to assume that it's not a single entity. Right. If right. it has even a small breeding population, maybe one occasionally goes to the beach where they are just bombarded by the rays of the sun and that helps them feed. Yeah. Or maybe they like fish. Maybe they it's just true. like the sound of waves. Yeah. But but or assuming sc- that it has plant like scaring qualities, uh scaring young lovers on, on uh But who doesn't walks. love that? That's just one of the great joys of a moss man's life. Yeah. I need some rays I need some terrified couples. Yeah. I need a good Judy Bloom book because they right. love Judy Bloom. So, Chris, what do you think this is? I just don't even fucking know, man. Are you there, God? It's me, Moss Man. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of sightings. There's a lot of things. Right. I just, I just, I don't really have a real world okay. thing for this because there, there is no real world thing for it. That's the problem, I think. 
is that there's nothing you can hang your hat on in terms of traditional right. zoology. No, you're right. I mean, botany. I guess you could yeah. say there, you know, since if you have, you know, the mountainous Bigfoots and then you have other versions of that, you could have a boggy version of. Well, boggy foot. Yeah. Well, you do have like the Honey yeah. Island Swamp Monster That's and the true. Skunk Ape. Yeah, I mean, there's no the re- boggy foots, really. There's no reason one couldn't have like a. Skin and just that's the shit. Like anything that's things that are so aquatic, get barnacles and shit. Just so shitty, it, just things just get liquefied on. skin. So you're thinking it might be a Bigfoot type creature that's just gone to seed with like shitty moss. Yeah, but it's, and, it's it just could be the it could be the, just the nature of it that it it's just described as being like shit on it. You know what well, I mean? Well, it's described as being thin, like but, thin but there but are not. you know to to give uh, Chris's theory its due. There are plenty of thin Bigfoot reports. Like, yes, it's standardly the size of a super linebacker, you know, seven right. foot five, four, five, six hundred pounds, and just huge and terrifying. But there have definitely been scads of reports of very thin. Maybe it's due to, you know, poor, you know, feeding grounds, you know, like maybe it's been all wooded out and all the other smaller animals are right. gone or the plants are, you know, denuded or whatever. I don't know. I don't know why a Bigfoot would be skinny. No, Jenny yeah, that's, right. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it, diet. it works out. Jane yeah. Fonda, thank you. <laughs> he just he really, really wants it's to look good for his it's it's I mean, I can't explain glowing amber eyes, whatever. Yeah, no. But at this point, I'm like, I'm, that's about all I got. For and I see right. what Chris is saying. Yeah, in no, that. I get it. I get like it. Like the idea that it's like a, a hominid or or at least mammalian, and it's just covered in the sh- shitty swag of Bayou and and Everglades living. Right. I can see some truth in that, but that's not where my personal bias lies. Okay. Yeah. My personal bias, and I admit full fucking on that this is wishful thinking, is that there would be no easier place to hide, and I know we talked about this a little bit with stumps, than a creature that is partially vegetative, somewhat sentient, living in a swamp or a forest. You would blend so quickly, you would never be seen. If most animals, if... if tigers can hide in a jungle and you wouldn't see it unless you stepped right on top of it then certainly things that actually look like plant or maybe even made of plant-like materials you you would never ever see it and if it doesn't have to be a predator if it can really get its nutrition from the soil from water and from sun then it could live undetected easily into the 21st century except for occasional examples like maybe this one is fucking got dementia and it just wanders away where it's not supposed to like grandpa leaving the home and you got to like bring him home like no no grandma's in heaven you know you're you're not going to see a wonderful life you're just going to sit and take your beds Tragic story though that is. Maybe this is an example Most of a moss man. Most depressing example ever. Actually. I'm just saying. This <laughs> so you think be, it's more of a, pl- a plant? I do. I don't. Well, as I said, it's partially wishful thinking, but they describe it as a plant. They don't. No, I, I know I they mean, do. They don't even necessarily but... describe arms. I know what you're saying. It, it could be a swamp ape and that it's covered in yeah. filthy shit. It I'm just reeks. saying like if in nature we had more things of plants that right. roamed. Which we don't. We have you know none. what I mean? There's yeah. So I'd, I'd, I'd be willing to be like, okay, well, that would make. Right. Because somebody says you see a Bigfoot. It's, it's a hairy bipedal thing. You're like, I understand this. We are almost those things. Right. We come from things that were a little bit less than those things. Right. So, so biologically, this makes sense. And logically, what Chris is saying makes a fuck ton of sense i i i hear everything and i agree with it and i think he's probably more likely to be right but i am saying conversely that there are probably things that we can't fathom that have no reason to interact with us plants have been around much longer than advanced you know mammals or animal life it 
I'm not saying it has happened. We certainly have absolutely no examples of it happening, except my love of sentient trees. <laughs> Tree beards. But, but, but that aside, uh, if if this thing evolved Asian and God. doesn't need to encroach at all, <laughs> at all, then they could live virtually undetected oh, yeah, well, sure. in Africa, South America, any place that's wooded and or swampy. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. And, totally. and this one, or maybe a few of them, just maybe uh, development on their land and encroachment has forced them to like move in different circles. But if they were real, they could absolutely exist and never, ever, ever be noticed by us, even by the most seasoned swamp, you know, hunter that just knows the bayous or the or the Everglades in and out. They would never think to look at a clump of fucking shitty vegetable matter and think anything but, oh, that's a clump of shitty sure, vegetable matter. Yeah, that's matter. what it is. Except this one seemed to stalk an elderly couple. Well, it stood up next to one when it was detected. It's not stalking anybody. It's just there. I feel like it's a stalker. And people are terrified by it because it's unique and probably offensive to the you know the nasal cavities as well as the eyes. So maybe Mossman isn't the problem. It's we're the problem. Aren't we always though? Aren't we always? Well, that's the deal. Wasn't it Bill Hicks that said they're like wear a virus with shoes? I think it was him. It seems like a Bill Hicks thing to say. Bless his heart. So so maybe this is just another example of, uh, you know, us ruining the earth. It is. Or maybe because we have natural instincts to avoid uh, a snake or spiders, things that we know to be venomous. Maybe our natural instinct is to avoid these things because they are actively dangerous. Maybe they have no need to to be predators. Maybe they don't eat human flesh, but we have maybe some ancestral fear that says, you know, deep in our DNA. When you see this, go. Maybe we're just being biased assholes that anything that looks different scares us, so we run. Or maybe we are following a true built-in instinct that says, these are things you leave alone. I'm not saying that these creatures are benign. I'm just saying it would be fascinating if we coexisted with at least aware, if not actively sentient, forms of life that are not in any traditional way what we know to be intelligent, like a chimp, some sort of mammal, or, or a dolphin, or anything, but made of plant matter feeding off the sun, and just living a whole different kind of life, oblivious to us almost. All right. It could happen. I, yeah. I'd like to see it. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. I, want that sh- I need that shit in the Bronx Zoo but, yesterday. Yeah, seriously. I mean, even the smallest thing. Just Our like moss a, man habitat. A plant that can't uproot itself and go someplace. Oh, the day a spider plant shows up, the day the fucking oh. roops, roops, rupees. Ruby roop. The day the roots pull themselves out and you see like a fucking sunflower just... Scuttling across uh, your lawn is the day. Then, then you're going to be all like, "Oh, plants feel feelings! I'm so excited!" No, I'm going to be terrified. And that's what you get for hoping the plants feel feelings. I don't hope they, they do. do. I assume they might. This is different. I assume they might. Well, I'm going to say that a lot this of might vary there. My explanation for the, <laughs> Jesus. My explanation for the moss man might go back to our old favorite hobo with the bike reflectors and the sticks. That's true. Which a is not suit? fun. Right. Which is not fun. And you know what? I'm here to have fun. So I'm going to say mm. Ancient Indian Curse. Oh, right. you're going with the supernatural. I'm, I'm going to go against my, my instincts no, and but say you, supernatural. But you really think it's fake, but you're, gonna go, you're going well, with yeah, supernatural. Well, yeah, because I'm a big Swamp Thing fan. So All I want right. to think of this as like a Swamp Thing based so thing. So basically, we're of three minds. Dirty Scumbag Bigfoot. Yep. Ancient Indian Curse. Sure. Native American, excuse me. Fucking super sentient plant matter totally. that just wants to... Do its thing on Hang the, beach. the fuck yeah. out. Yeah. Want, you know, you're in Florida. What do you want to do when you're in I Florida? I think we can all Hang go the fuck out. out. I, think we, can, I <laughs> think we can all go back to the homeless guy with the uh, bike reflectors on uh, on sticks. We can't ever ignore that possibility. No, it's, I mean, it's, no, it's, it, it's not, not orange eyes. Saying. But, 
I'm saying hobos do two Amber, things. Amber, old Amber. But this hobos fucking ruin cryptozoology with their fuck sucking <laughs> hoaxes, and they ruin black velvet paintings with their sorrowful faces. Ah, uh, yeah, with hobo the, the, the clown on a black velvet painting. Yeah, what you a go bummer. fuck off and die. Who gave you that asshole permission talent? to be what a, a clown? Oh, here's You're my a- idea. Sadness. Oh, yeah. great. Oh, I need a hobo bindle. A tragic backstory. Go entertain yeah. the kids with laughter. I can't. I'm sad. I'm so sad. Bad idea. Right out the gate. I hate Was it smoking cigars, too? Oh, usually. I think he was a smoking cigar. Yeah. All red skeleton looking. Cool. All right, so there you have it. The Florida Moss Man. <laughs> Bringing it back. Super hobo. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the we got a couple ideas kicking around here what this might possibly Damn, be. Damn, I'm, I'm really rooting for plants. I like your theory. We're surrounded I do. by them. I just, if they are thinking, I want them to just be like, dude, check this out on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's a dangerous path, though, because once it they is. start evolving, it then is. the happening's going to be real and we're fucked. Oh, no. If they yeah. start evolving and they're like, oh, so, you, you do what with my babies? Yeah. You reading yeah, what? Exactly. I mean, if someone You're found trimming out, what? If someone found out their parents were murdered to be, you know, turned into leather-bound really, books. If you really want to have, like, some sort of, like, no other war with 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 fucking vegetables. I'm not I mean, interested. Good in luck. That. No, we're done. I like salads and I like cutting my lawn. So I yeah. And in fact, I usually feel better about myself when I eat plants because I'm like, oh, maybe I spared a life or something. As much as I adore the juiciness of meat, and then to find out, no, everything you eat makes you a monster. Except maybe yogurt, wow. because I think yogurt is pretty much Nazis. No, yogurt's no, alive, but they really have nefarious yeah, doesn't intents. Doesn't yogurt have like active bacteria yeah. in it? So I feel good yeah, when I eat yogurt. Bacteria. I'm like, I'm fucking stopping your reign of terror right wow. now. <laughs> yeah, but it's good bacteria. Yeah, and you're adjusting your gut flora, which is good for you. Absolutely. So it's yeah. a win-win. Fuck yeah. yogurt. All right. But no. on the other hand, I really do want to have a, a war with onions. Oh, see, I don't oh, oh. I know. I, I had onions today. They're I'd delicious. I'd be like, it's reckoning time, uh, fuckers. See, you know, you know your hatred of onions. I love onions. They're good. I guess I'll tell you, they're pretty tasty. Yeah, no, I'm, gonna, I'm burning the fields. Okay. Wow. <laughs> onion. Lave no onion fields. Set Uh-oh. them all ablaze. The great Chris Conicelli onion wars. There oh, you, you have it. Be sure to get a hold of us and let us know what you think the Florida Moss Man is. Send us your theories, your comments, your uh, your suggestions, and your questions. Yes, all there of you them. Go. Get a hold of us. Let us know what you think. Be sure to follow us on the social medias, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagrams. Uh, be sure to rate and review this podcast on the iTunes and the Apple Podcast apps. It helps us out greatly. And, gentlemen, closing thoughts. Oh, I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm super hungry. Um, I want pizza. That's my closing thought. Yeah, no. I All mean, right. Do so you want pizza, Robert? I, yeah, no. Pizza sounds good. Um, th- these things are fucking awesome. Yeah, they the are. The more the more living plant shit we can find, the happier I'm going to be. There you have it. We're talking to you soon. Pizza. I really need some pizza. I don't know about let's let's do that. Living plants are great. I don't know about thinking plants though. I think it's going to be the end of awesome. us. Kill all green. It's shit. worse than AI. But what if what if eventually like they can like genetically manipulate like hot corn, like you can butter it up and eat her head, but make out with her? Did I go too far? Yeah. That cost me oh my too. god. Butter, buttered corn baby. You're terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. So again, we're talking Moss Man. Moss Man. <laughs> you don't have to turn on the red light. All right, let's see.
Okay. You don't have to work for money. You don't have to sing about it to the night. Must man. Must man. Let me just do it. I'll do a reading of it and then I'll do it in proper. Must man. This. Must man. Must man. Jesus Christ. It's foliage, right? Foliage. Jesus Christ. This is an outtake that probably has to go in.